of making it. Of course, there are exceptions. I'm sure there must be some couples who have never had a problem and their marriages have always been perfect. I have never met any of them, but they must be out there. And there are newly married couples for whom the glow has not worn off and reality has not set in, and they have not yet experienced the stresses and losses and trials of life that can put a strain on any marriage. But this book is for them as well as those who have struggled. In fact, this book is for all of us who are married, because it is not only about praying through struggles to find healing and restoration, it is also about praying to prevent these struggles from ever developing into anything serious in the first place. Thanks to countless letters and emails and phone calls and contacts on my website, thousands of couples have told me about the problems they are facing in their marriages. Add to that the experiences I've had in my own marriage, and I have what I believe to be the 14 most common problems that lead to divorce. If we can conquer these, we will have divorce-proof marriages. But God has more for us in our marriages than just avoiding divorce. He wants us to be happy and fulfilled in them, too. He is not glorified when we are married and miserable. He has a great purpose for each marriage, but his purpose can't be fully realized if the people in them are living in strife. You would be surprised if you knew how many people there are who appear to have perfect marriages and yet are struggling with serious problems. Even the friends and family around them would never suspect they are having difficulties because of their ability to cover them up and present an amazingly strong front. Many people believe that they can gut it out and live with the situation, but too often that proves unbearable. This is especially true as people get older and realize that nothing is changing in their marriage and they can't live as they have been for the rest of their lives. I am thoroughly convinced that all of these problems could be avoided if we would truly understand what God wants for our marriages and how the enemy of our soul will always try to thwart that. And we can help him by playing into his hand. But there is a way to hasten the demise of the enemy's plans and see God's plans for our marriages prevail. If your marriage has already been challenged in any number of ways, the good news is that God has a plan to restore it to the way he intended it to be. And he wants you to partner with him in order to see that happen. The way you do it is to live God's way and be in prayer every day for your mate and your marriage. I know this works because my husband and I have at one time or another struggled with most of these issues ourselves. We have had times of communication breakdown between us that were so bad we didn't speak to each other for days, and then we only spoke what was absolutely necessary and nothing that bordered on real communication for months. My husband's anger and my super-sensitive reaction to it nearly caused our marriage to be one of the 50% that didn't make it. We've had our seasons of unforgiveness. And we've both struggled with negative emotions such as depression and anxiety and fear that permeated the atmosphere of our home. And there have been times when we were so occupied with raising children that we completely forgot about us. We've had times of financial difficulty and disagreements over it. We've experienced the hardening of our hearts toward one another and occasions when we felt as though we were very low on the other's priority list. We have actually used the D word, threatening to get a divorce, even though neither of us really wanted that. I have personally felt at times that all hope was lost and we needed a miracle, and it was true, because outside of the Lord there was no hope. It took a miracle of God to turn things around. I saw God do a miracle by changing our hearts and teaching us to move into the wholeness He has for us.
how our past affects the present. The reason I was so sensitive to my husband's anger was because I was raised by a mentally ill mother who was angry about everything. She was angry because she thought her father, my grandfather, loved her older and younger sisters more than he loved her. She thought this because when she was eleven, her mother died suddenly and tragically in childbirth, and her father wasn't able to care for his three daughters. My mother had to live with other families, and she felt rejected because of it. This happened during the Depression when times were hard and money was scarce. People were just trying to cope with their own problems and didn't have the time, resources, or knowledge necessary to help a young child cope with hers. When my mother was 19, she had rheumatic fever, and her mental illness manifested with anger and delusions after that. She became angry at people she thought were following her and trying to kill her. She could seem normal one minute and crazy the next. She was adept at hiding her dark side when she needed to, but she couldn't keep up the facade for long. Her illness...